Welcome to Adoration on the When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network. My name is Mac and I'm your host. When we started this program, Adoration, seven years ago, it was with the main intent to feature missions and evangelical pursuits worldwide. Over the years, I've been able to talk to some wonderful missionaries throughout the world, and it has been so exciting to engage them in conversation about how to live righteously and holy in a foreign land, and also how to witness Jesus Christ to those societies. This evening, I'm blessed and honored to have two young women with me who are on the mission field here in Chiquimula, Guatemala, with me and my wife. Their names are Carrie and Dawn Snide, and they come to us by way of Vermont. Both of them have done short-term mission trips to this area over the years, and I wanted to have an opportunity to speak with them and to share their adventures and stories. We pray that they both inspire you and encourage you to come out on the mission field and to see what God is doing worldwide. God bless. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. So all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen his beauty and heard his word.
Welcome everybody to another edition of Adoration. I'm your host, Mac, and this evening I have the honor and the privilege to have two young ladies who have come all the way from Vermont to meet with my wife and I in Chiquimula, Guatemala. So first, I have Carrie Snide, and secondly, but not at all the least, her sister, Dawn Snide. Carrie and Dawn, welcome to Adoration. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Good, good, good. And so, I want you guys to know that you can feel comfortable. I have no set questions to ask you. Everything is totally off the top of my head. But one of the motivations that I have is for our audience to understand everything concerning missions. And you guys have had the opportunity to come to this part of the world on more than one occasion, more than two occasions, multiple times you've been out here. And I just want you for a moment, in any order, to just tell me what it feels like to be who you are in this part of the world. All right. Well, I'll start. Um, It feels pretty comfortable because I've been here quite a few times. You know, it takes time to get like that, but, um, you know, it just feels like a part of my life and just something that I want to do, you know, I feel like God has led me to come down and, um, you know, take some time out of my life and, you know, help and, you know, also support in whatever way we can um, to come down. Excellent. Excellent. Dawn? Yeah, like Carrie said, it feels very comfortable. Um, This is like a home away from home here. And, you know, I... The first time I was coming down, I really didn't want to come. And I was kind of forced into a, a trip by my sisters and my mom. We had planned a ladies' trip to come down. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do it. But, but God got a hold of me and they said, you know what, this is what I want you to do. And so I came and I fell in love with the people here and I fell in love with the culture and I wanted to come back. And every time that we we plan a trip, I want to come back. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, I already have some of the insider information, but since my audience doesn't, can either of you or both of you actually, can you share with our audience how important it is to have the right kind of upbringing in order to then go out into the world and to do short-term or even potentially long-term missions. Being brought up, thank God uh, we were raised in a family that, you know, was involved in church and, you know, kept that as a primary focus in our lives. Um, It was really important to both of our parents to, um, you know, nurture, the nurture and admonition of the Lord was really Mm -hmm. important to both of our parents. And, um, And we, from a fairly young age, did missions um, we used to go down to um, a church out, outside of New York City and can't, um, do counseling at a summer camp. And that just grew into 
um, you know, coming down to Guatemala. Our, our younger sister came first and then, you know, I came and then Dawn came. But it all is just a, a building of, you know, off of that foundation that we got with our parents where we, you know, we were raised to put God first. And as we grew, it became our own desire and not just a, you know, not just because of our family. And one thing that our parents taught us is that we really need to, to love everybody. You know, that, you know, we love um, not just our neighbors next door, but our neighbors down the street and the neighbors in the next city and the neighbors in the next country even. You know, it's just to love people. That's so beautiful. I'm a little bit jealous because, you know, I too um, grew up with wonderful parents. Um, but unlike you two, um, I didn't really experience Christ at all. It wasn't a major focus in our household. And it took me a while to actually understand how important Christ is. And in fact, I didn't really get it until I was 29. And so um, when I hear both of you just talk about that family dynamic and um, you guys have quite a family <laughs> um, in personality and in number um, to have parents that raised you in the Lord it's pretty incredible to me and um, and I'm not just saying this because we're friends but uh, I am saying that it, it, it makes it really special to have you here with my wife and I because we can really just talk openly about Christ and you get it in fact, you may be teaching us uh, something in the process. So um, both of you all have some incredible skills. I'm going to expose them right here. Um, so I have in front of me Dawn, who is the baker extraordinaire. And then Carrie uh, knows her way around carpentry. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And so you both have done some things while here in Chikimula. And I want you to talk about what you've been doing since you've gotten here. And this time, I'm going to help you out. So I'm going to start with Dawn. Okay. <laughs> so since we've been here, uh, we celebrated um, a few of the girls' quinceañeras, their 15th birthdays. And so I was able to, to use the skills that God has given me. Um, with baking to do a cake for them so that they could bring it home and celebrate with their family. And I just, I feel super blessed to have been able to do that for them and uh, seeing the smiles on their face and the happiness when, when they got that, that was, it was a blessing to me. Then we have Carrie. And Carrie, what have you been doing? Well, um, a few months ago when we started talking about this trip, um, Myra said, you know, I told her what I was doing for work right now. I'm working with my brother as a carpenter. And she said, oh, you can build me a closet. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I'm building a closet. Um, you know, they need more storage because the closet that they currently are using has everything you can imagine in it. So we're, we're going to, I built a closet 
to move some of the uh, supplies upstairs to make it easier for children's ministry. Okay. And Carrie, um, with that said, outside of what you've been doing as far as uh, carpentry is concerned, tell us just maybe one or two other things that have really uh, made an impact on you or excited you while you've been here this time. Um, well, one thing, Don and I got to join the youth on a little getaway for an, uh, an afternoon where they did games and um, had an opportunity to sit down and somebody got to speak the word to them. Um, and that was really, really exciting. Um, and also being able to attend church um, on Sunday was wonderful. And, you know, it had someone playing the piano and singing and then celebrating the girls' birthdays. And I got to see the children's ministry working as well so excellent and for you Dawn I think the same thing that Carrie said about being able to get away with the youth and seeing kids that um, are excited about Jesus you know, you know there are definitely those that are excited and those that are even not excited yet but to see growth and in, in the people in this area and to see change happening and it's from year to year since I've been coming here the last three trips. And it's like, it's just amazing to see the change. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I can tell you that um, you guys have made an impact. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to see uh, things through the youth. And sometimes, you know, we've been in church together and then, you all have done other activities where we've been out and about. And it's just about how they look at you. And, you know, I think that they know that you are there to encourage them in whatever way that God, uh, you know, inspires you to do so. And I think that is the important thing about missions is that missions can actually be anything that you make it. Um, it doesn't have to be just, you know, kind of this cookie cutter thing of, you know, having to memorize scriptures and have a certain pattern or, you know, a certain agenda. But sometimes it's a hug or a kind word and both of you all have had to uh, say some of these kind words in a different language. And, and that's important as well to be able to speak enough that, you know, these children or adults will actually understand in their own language how much you care about them. And it's exciting for Myra and I because we've literally uh, been around you every day. Uh, you've been in our home. Uh, we've prepared meals for you. We've watched Carrie cheat as she <laughs> played Five Crowns. We watched Dawn become, or not become, but actually show that she has some talents as far as shuffling cards that lets us know that maybe, just maybe, her comment about not being really good at cards may or may not be necessarily the way we understand it, 
Um, but in any solitaire. <laughs> 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 and just for transparency, guys, we were playing uh, Five Crowns, and um, when it came for my turn to shuffle, I just gave it to Dawn and said, "You do it," and. Um, so impressive, and um, then I was able to deal the cards after that. But what I'm really trying to say is that uh, there's a bond that we have uh, established, um, and not just this trip, but through um, social media, through whatever communications that have been available um, over the years, and that's been exciting. And um, I was actually privy to see you connect with someone that you all have known for quite some time to let you know that, you know, you guys have made an impact on a life here. And that's really exciting. So I want to shift things just a little bit and just talk about you guys both have, as you stated, you've been in Guatemala multiple times. So my question, and I'll aim this at Carrie first, my question is this. What is it that you take back from these trips to your community, which is in Pownall, Vermont? What do you actually take back to them? Um, that's a good question. I know, I'm trying to make sure that I ask the right things. <laughs> um, I think what I, what I, one of the big things I take back is just a heart for all people. Okay. That regardless of, you know, whether they're from Guatemala or they're from, you know, Vermont, USA, um, we're all people. And, you know, we have to, we walk in love with people. And I think that's one of the big things going back a little bit to what you were saying mm -hmm. is being able to sit down and, you know, my Spanish is limited, but I can still ask somebody how their day was. I can ask them about their, you know, how many kids they have and I can get, connect in a certain way um, that you, you know, it's sometimes harder to make that connection. So I try to bring that back home and help people feel special, you know, like ask about their lives, find out what they're doing what they're going through, what their plans are. Um, and that's one of the ways that um, I think I, you know, it benefits here and it benefits at home. Beautiful. Dawn? You know, things that I feel like I bring back is realizing that home in my community is a mission field as well. You know, that there are people in our neighborhood that need Jesus just as much mm. as the people here, you know, you know, big drug problems, big, you know, poverty issues in our area. And, you know, knowing that they're a mission field too and they need to know God's love mm -hmm. and that we're his hands and feet and we're the ones that, yeah. you know, we can show that light to them. Yeah, people are people no matter where you are. Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's a beauty in understanding that no matter what part of the world you're in, you said it, Carrie, people are just people. Um, the one thing that I've learned in my travels is that you never know what anyone is going through. And 
that's what makes us so critical when we step out into a different culture. Um, number one, we have to respect that culture, but within that, love always wins out. And the most important thing about any kind of missions, because Dawn has said it, missions is, it can be your next door neighbor. In fact, missions can be right in your home. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think we really put major limitations on missions that it has to be something where you're packing up a bag and going somewhere outside of the country. But um, I've shared it with my audience on many occasions that um, I literally went through uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, that I started, it seemed like, in Jerusalem. Then I went to Judea, then Samaria, and then beyond to the uttermost parts of the earth. And, you know, what you said, Dawn, about everywhere being the mission field, I think that's so important for our audience to understand that I'm sitting here with two young women who have made a decision to fall in love with our community in Guatemala, enough so that both of you all have been here multiple times. Um, I asked you all a question outside of this interview, but I'm going to ask it in this interview. Um, from the, if you take from the very first time you touch ground here to right now, tell me about any of the changes or differences that you've experienced. I'll start with you, Dawn. I see like the modern world coming in. You know, I see people paying a little bit more attention to how things look. You know, there are still the random cows walking down the middle of the street. But, <laughs> but you know, there are streetlights now, or stoplights now. And that, this is a first. And we were driving, you know, the first time I was here, we took a bus from Guatemala City to where we were in San Jacinto. But it was, like, it looks a lot newer. It looks like they're trying... And, you know, I appreciate that. Okay. And before I get to Carrie, I just want everyone to understand that we are in a part of Guatemala that's far away from the city. Uh, so it is very, it's very interesting in that uh, you can have a modern complex next to one that's very rural. And as Dawn has said, it is not unusual for cows, in fact, for horses, for dogs, chickens, cats, to be right out there on the road with you. And so, um, you know, I can relate to that as well. Um, and actually, you all have traveled back and forth here more than I have, but even I can tell that, wow, uh, things are a little more modern and more so, a little more evangelical. 
um, which is a good thing. Sorry, Kira, I'm stealing your thunder probably. (laughs) No problem. Yeah, I mean, I I would echo what Dawn said. You know, the first time I came was in 2001. So, you know, I've been coming down for quite a long time. Um, And it has. The country, you know, especially in Guatemala City, has changed quite a bit, modernized, um, you know, so much to the point where you, you sometimes you don't even feel like you're out of the U.S. Um, but as you travel out, you know, it is, it, it's, you can have the shopping mall next to, you know, something that's a little less, <laughs> yes. um, less uh, organized and, and neat. But um, yeah, you, you know, and like he's, like Max said, the evangelical part of it, you know, it is, it's growing, it's different, it's changing, mm. you know, um, in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I want to piggyback on just some things about both of you all personally, because it would be a disservice to my audience if we don't somehow touch on just how each one of you um, actually really experienced Christ. You know, as far as I know that you grew up in a household that promoted Christ Jesus. But Dawn, tell us in your own words, when did you actually receive Christ as your own personal savior? And how did it make you feel? Well, the first time when I was really young, I prayed for Jesus to come into my heart. And you know, I I grew up going to church and I grew up reading my Bible sparingly. I didn't read it <laughs> all the time. Um, and praying, and prayer was a big part of my family and my mom is a big Bible reader and she'd talk to me and I'd be like, okay, mom, that's fine. Let's move on now, you know? like, But as a teenager, I remember at one point telling a friend of mine because another friend had confided in me that the only reason why she went to church is because her friends were there. And mm-hmm. I said, so that means you don't go to church because you love Jesus. And I just couldn't fathom why that was. But you know, as a teenager, I myself struggled with with faith and believing. And, but I always knew that God was there and God was real. And so in my 20s, that's when I kind of like, okay, this is for real, and I really need to work on my relationship with Jesus. And so, you know, praying and, and trying to read my Bible more, more steady and everything. And, you know, I, and even, you know, so I've, I've, I've loved Jesus, and he's always been a part of my life. But even to the point of last year, I wasn't regularly reading my Bible. It wasn't an everyday thing, and um, that changed. I, actually, my sister forced me to listen to a podcast <laughs> on her way out to visit a friend in Ohio, and it talked about a girl who was um, she was a performer. She was a singer in a band, and she was getting up on stage, and she was preaching the word of God to people, and she had a pastor friend say to her, um, have you read through the Bible before? And she said, no. And he's like, I really recommend you do that before you open your mouth again. 
Okay. And so I'm like, well, I can't be the person that God wants me to be if I don't know his word. Mm. And so, you know, just a little less than a year ago, I started reading through the Bible. And, you know, it's been an everyday thing. The word is in front of me every single day. Okay. And that my I see the growth in my life in just this past year like I've never seen before. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I think it's so important to know that the only way that you can really know God is to really understand what God has said about himself. The only way that you can actually know yourself is to also read about what God has shared about you. And um, that's one of the things that we've encouraged our audience to really focus on the Word. Now, tonight we are doing an interview uh, here on Adoration, but oftentimes I'm usually sharing a message, and um, that message is usually something that I've been pondering for a long time, just you know, meditating and marinating on how God would want me to share it. And so, you know, when you say that, basically what you said is that, how can you know God if you haven't read his word? And I think we have so many people that are pro professing to know God, but they really don't know about God because they don't. And I applaud you um, for making an effort to stay focused, to learn more. And as you've said, it has helped you um, in your walk. Okay, Carrie, it's your turn. All right. <clears throat> so for me, you know, I liked Dawn when I was young. You know, our mom asked us, you know, asked me if I wanted to pray, and I did. Um, but I don't really have a memory of that. Okay. Um, but I, when I was about 12 years old, um, we went to youth group. I don't remember the woman's last name, but I believe her first name was Ruth. And whatever message she preached, like it just hit home for me and it became really real. Um, and the, the, you know, so I, I, you know, dedicated my life to the Lord at that point. And, um, I was excited. I was incredibly excited and I spent, you know, my life thankfully you know walking with the lord but you know there has been there have been times of ups and downs um just like everybody goes through um and you know i i've always been in the word i've always you know prayer is like a harder thing for me for some reason but i've always sought the lord through the bible and um you know even and you know two or three years ago you know god just continued to work on me and you know start started you know bringing different um things to light and you know things i needed to change in my life so i just every every day i seek it more every year i try to seek it more because i just want i want to make sure i'm doing you know what i'm supposed to be doing okay okay so now i get a chance to really have some fun with the two of you because the three of us in our own ways we have a common love, and that love would be music. 
<laughs> so, Carrie, mm -hmm. how important is music in your life and in your ministry? Uh, music is really important to me. Um, it's been important for a really long time. Our family is really musical, so it's been a big part of our lives. Even when we were children, our brothers were in a band and traveled around and did things. Um, you know, we were always taking part in obviously worship services at church, but also, you know, when we were in youth group, we became parts of the worship band. So we would sing and, you know, I learned how to do um, the sound desk. And um, so I, I've continuously been parts of um, music ministry in some way um, throughout the years with the occasional gap, but it's a big deal. Music's a big thing. Okay, so now here's the fun part. I know that you're going to probably balk at this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What song out of all the music that you've ever heard, what's that one song that says everything about Christ or about your belief in him or about your life? What is that song? You don't know? Yeah. You can't whisper because we're on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to think about that a little bit longer. I'm not sure. Okay. That's well, okay. Yeah. Okay. For you, Dawn. I can't even think of it because I have, at every different stage in life, there's a different song that fits that stage. Okay. And, you know, um, I listen primarily to worship. I don't listen to much anything else. Okay. I do occasionally listen to, I like rap, I like <laughs> hip-hop, you know, but, um... Dawn! But, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But, like, worship is such a huge part. And okay. I, you know, I listen to it to go to sleep at night. I listen to it when I'm in the car driving to work. I listen to it just everywhere. And it's there's always some song that means something to me at this point and then next month there'll be a different song that okay. comes along and like but there's no one particular song that is my my song okay okay but you did say that there were there are instances yeah. or periods in time you got one that you can share with us um, let me look at my playlist <laughs> And while she's looking at her playlist, I'm going to just go out here. And I know Carrie was getting ready to say something else, too. Um, but out of all of the songs mm -hmm. um, that I can think of, um, I Can Only Imagine mm. is the song for me. And I want to tell you why. Because... Oftentimes, even in our worship songs, we end up uh, sharing God in a way that shows what he does for us, um, which is not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but I can only imagine it takes me to where we would actually be face-to-face -face with God on that day where 
Um, we finally get to meet him and just the awesomeness of his presence and you know when the songwriter says you know when I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall will I sing hallelujah will I be able to speak at all I can I can really relate to that I I, I just in my own imagination I I, I could be I could see myself being tongue twisted just what do you say before almighty God just in his awesomeness it, my my whole experience with God isn't even based around what he's done for me anymore it's it's just you know we've talked about it off air looking at the mountains in this area that we live in I just feel his presence um looking at the skyscapes and the animals and and just community you know being able to experience him through relationships that I've had with the people here it just lets me know that he is very real and that no matter what I've conceived in my mind concerning him he's so much more than that so that's why that song does it for me so I did um it's called Prince of Peace by um, Hillsong United. Okay. And, um, and anytime that my heart is anxious about anything, that's the song I go to. Okay. And I'm trying to look up the lyrics, but it's not. That's okay. Well, but, it's, <laughs> it's, but it talks about um, how Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And um, there's a bridge in there that's like, oh, be still my heart, you know. And um, it's just, is the song that I go to when I need that peace to be reminded that Jesus is our peace. Wow. Wow. Carrie is getting ready to say something else. Um, so I've had a moment to think about it. Um, <laughs> and I'm going back in time a little bit. Okay. Um, Nicole C. Mullen. Oh, okay. Um, her song, My Redeemer Lives. Ah. Um, yeah. That's one of my wife's favorites. Uh, yeah. yeah. That cuz it, it was like an anthem for me when I was younger, okay. like a lot younger cuz that was a while ago. Um, you know, and she wrote on my knees and mm. you know, she she's written a, quite a few really good songs. But yeah, I, I would say like I listened to a lot of Nicole Mullen. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You know, um one of the reasons I asked is that first of all, I'm very curious. Um but uh, more so um some of the songs that, you know, we considered our favorites, it really tells a lot about who we are or how we experience God. And so there's no right or, well, there's no wrong, um, you know, song that you could have shared, but it kind of gives me some insight and probably our audience too, you know, because Dawn is talking about, you know, Prince of Peace. So... If you just take that, you know, when she talks about times of that are stressful, times that might bring about anxiousness, it's nice to know that we do have a Savior 
who's our Prince of Peace, that can calm things down, that is not relegated to circumstances, which means that we too can also be at peace even when things around us have gone awry. He's our Prince of Peace. In the same way, our Redeemer, he's alive, he lives. Imagine that, you know, the Redeemer, he's the one who buys back, really, our freedom. He, he, and he buys it back by giving his own self as the ransom for our discretions or indiscretions and our sin. And he stands in the gap in that manner as he hung, bled, and died on the cross, but rose again and will come back again. But he redeems us and he lives. And unlike any other God, lowercase g, we have a God who is very much alive and a Savior who's our peace and is also our strength in times when we need him to be strong. And that's comforting. And when you combine that with the fact that I can only imagine what it'll be like to then be in his presence. And the Bible says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Well, I'm just imagining that it'll be joy and a whole lot more when we are all before him. What a time it will be. So we've had the opportunity, the three of us, to even sing a little bit together, which is always exciting. One of the things that I was disappointed in is that you guys won't be here long enough for us to do that as part of uh, actual church service, but we'll make it happen eventually. Um, but I'm kind of wrapping things up because first of all, I want to thank you both for taking this opportunity to sit down with me for this totally impromptu chat. I told you, totally unscripted, just wanted to just um, show our audience that we can have just conversation and be conversational and still lift up Jesus in everything that we talk about. So I'm going to actually let you guys close things out and I'll put the pressure on Carrie first. Um, Carrie, as we get ready to close things out, what would you tell our audience or anyone about the importance of believing in Jesus Christ? Um, I think I would say there's just no better way to have, like Don said, Prince of Peace, to have that peace in your life and just to trust that God has got it. We don't always understand everything that's happening, but he's so big mm. and I know he takes care of it. And I know he's got the things I worry about the things I'm concerned with, he has it. And I have to always remind myself that he's going to take care of it. I might not understand it in the moment, but he's always there. So he, he is my Prince of Peace. And I just, you know, knowing also 
that you know I have something to look forward to. That when this life is over, you know we're gonna all be together. You know those of us in the in the in the family, we're gonna be together. And you know I'm gonna see my dad again. And you know I don't know. There's just something wonderful of knowing that we have we have something to look forward to. Amen. And Dawn. Yeah, that we that we have hope. You know that's. You know that Jesus is our hope, and like Carrie said, that we can see the people that we've loved and who've loved Jesus. We'll see them again, and um, you know, even that little tiny baby that didn't make it past birth, we're gonna see them again. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jesus just loves us so well. You know, even when we don't know what's going on and we don't have the strength, that Jesus just loves us so well. Yes, amen, amen. That's a perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Dawn. Thank you so much, Carrie. Um, It has been a blessing to sit here with you and to just share and to um, communicate. Um, It has been wonderful having you here with us. I know that this is just another time that um, we will share the mission field together and I'm looking forward to the next time and the time after that and the time after that. God bless you both and we love you in Jesus name.